1: discussing their process and passion in bringing these women to life. Welcome to Complicated Conversations. On these episodes, there's no spoilers. So come on, it's starting. All right, well, on today's episode of Complicated Conversations, we're thrilled to have Joe Piazza. Joe is the national and international best-selling author of 10 books with at least two more novels on the way, Her work has been published in 10 languages in 12 countries and four of her books have been optioned for film and television. A former editor, columnist and travel writer with Yahoo, Current TV and the New York Daily News, her work has also appeared in The Wall Street Journal, New York Times, New York Magazine, Glamour, Elle, Time, Marie Claire, The Daily Beast and Slate. She holds an undergraduate degree from the University of Pennsylvania in economics and communication, a master's in journalism from Columbia University, and a master's in religious studies from New York University. Welcome to Pop Fiction Women, Joe.
2: Hi. Thanks so much for having me.
0: What a bio. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Let me just say, though, I don't usually, well, sometimes slide into people's dms and gush about their creative project and beg them to come on the podcast but i did hear and thank you so much for not thinking i was a creep and for responding and agreeing to come on because i was just so enthusiastic about your new podcast she wants more which we'll talk about among many other things so i'm so happy
2: you did it brought me so much joy this is gonna be a lot of fun oh Oh, i love that
1: So your bio
0: is basically my vision board. You are a (laughs) prolific author. You write alone. You write with partners, multiple partners (laughs) across genres. Um, Your podcast, this is your fourth podcast, She Wants More, uh, exploring women having affairs, which we're going to talk about. And before that, you had Under the Influence, about momfluencers and, and social media, Committed, which was about marriage, and Fierce, about women changing the world. You obviously don't feel the need to stay in one lane, which I love. But I wonder, what drives the projects that you do?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know who doesn't love the fact that I don't stay in one lane? <laughs> <laughs> Any of my publishers right. or my agents. Yeah. Uh, actually actually I have a new agent now um and she embraces my my um you know being all over the place but uh, prolific I, did, you're I prolific. did have but I did have an agent who's like you know you're just never going to grow an audience if you're constantly doing different things um and I've had publishers that say that too to which I'm just like oh fuck it someone'll publish me uh, and they have so uh maybe but but you know I'm still not Colleen Hoover so yeah, well, one there's, only, there's yes. only one Colleen Hoover, although she is now she is my vision board. I'm just like, it's really just a big picture of Colleen Hoover. So we should, love we it. should tell her that. <laughs> I, love it. Um, I think that what connects all of the stories is really that, I mean, I'm trying to tell women's stories uh, to get mm-hmm. women's stories out there that haven't been told before, stories that empower women that try to get people to see women in a different light. And I think that is the common through thread. Yeah. The problem with that is there's no shelf in a bookstore that or podcast <laughs> section that's like empowering stories of fierce badass women. But maybe we could create one.
0: Yeah. Yes. But that's that's what we That's want right to do. up
1: our alley. So <laughs> that would be perfect. Um, so let's talk about she wants more which is what i dm'd you about it's your new podcast in which you investigate female infidelity it was inspired by the book a passion for more by susan shapiro barish yeah and the first episode has a pretty staggering statistic that the rate of infidelity among women has reportedly risen by about 40 percent since the early 1990s while the rate of male infidelity has remained pretty much the same So first of all, what is going on, and why did you want to be the one to remove the stigma and shame around this conversation and start this podcast?
2: For a lot of reasons, and I want to remove stigma and shame around women's stories Mm. in general, but I love Susan Shapiro Barish's work in A Passion for More, and she was just so straightforward and non-judgmental in reporting on women's affairs over the past 30 years, and When I talked to her and she told me that women's affairs were increasing, my interest was totally piqued because I have heard about so many more people in my friend group, women in my friend group, having affairs, Um, you know, all over the country, not just here in Philadelphia, but in New York, San Francisco, Chicago. And I've been married for seven years. I'm 42 I did the Committed podcast for five years where I interviewed about 200 couples about their marriage. I wrote the book, How to Be Married, which is a dumb title for a great book. Uh, <laughs> also, not changed by me, but in mean, How to Be Married, I traveled around the world the first year of my marriage and asked people how to do this weird thing called marriage. Uh-huh. And so I feel like I've been exploring relationships for so long that I also wanted to explore this. I wanted to explore women looking outside their marriage for something, not necessarily about the destruction of a marriage, but looking for something, to talk about the title, something more, something else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I do see a connection here. You know, you might think that those are in conflict, like committed is how to be in a relationship, and then she wants more is about destroying relationships, but it's not that simple. It all comes back to what, does it take to make things work and what mm-hmm. happens when it doesn't work and are there ways a- around what doesn't work or is it just over like what it, you know there's a lot of of nuance there but i also saw on your social media that you we're answering a common question that you get. Does as doing this podcast made you want to have an affair? And you were very funny. You were like, no, I'm tired. I have a new baby. I'm not having an affair. But there is underneath it this idea that – if people know about affairs, they're all going to do it. And like, it's mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. contagious. Or is that, do you think what's going on when people ask that? What is behind that question? It's such a strange question to me.
2: It's such a strange question. And <laughs> it only ever applies to women, too. Yes. It's like everything that women do is contagious. We're not <laughs> worried... <laughs> about talking about male affairs, but no. when we start talking about women, we're like, oh my gosh, if she knows that this is an option, she right. is just going to run naked into the streets <laughs> and have sex with the first man that she sees. Don't tell her. Don't tell her that affair is an option. Yeah, I get I get asked that question all the time. It's like, oh, you're reporting on this thing. You must now, you want to have sex with someone else too, right? And no one asks me that when I'm reporting on anything else in the world uh so i I did my response was no i'm i probably my husband was like you probably should have said no i'm happily married i love my husband And I'm like, i'm like i do but i'm also just tired and i don't know where these women like i envy them their Mm. incredible energy Mm -hmm. to get out there and sleep with someone else because i'm like (laughs) i would need to shave my legs, right? I would need to leave the house, yes, uh, and that's so much work, so much work. Mm. And but, so I'm like, good on them for doing yes. this. But yeah, I, people do seem to think that that this is something that women are gonna catch. They're gonna catch yeah. the infidelity bug, and yeah. then everyone's gonna be doing it. it it's gonna feels- spread
0: it feels yeah. like like covid um it feels yeah. like um like our programming of whatever patriarchal ideas there are like keep your desire down keep it tamped down keep it under control god forbid anyone has an affair and it works for them in some way you know totally. like everyone will do it it will be you know it's like Burn them at the stake because that can't that can't be allowed into our consciousness. It is wild. It's because incredible. It's and
2: true. also, you know, women used to be burned at the stake Yes. yes. having an yes. affair. Yeah. Yes. So, so, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. We, there was
0: that. Not that far. Yeah.
2: You're like, so
1: actually, yeah. And I know yeah. it, it's interesting because it is called "She Wants More," mm-hmm. and clearly, these women are talking about specific wants that they have, usually oh. sexually, that that they're not getting, but. Corinne and I were actually just talking recently about whether you know wanting specific things can be sort of a bottomless pit, and we we're, were we were kind of interested in what the underlying need is behind a want. And mm. I felt like for these women, the need is really like agency over their choices, over their autonomy over their body like so mm-hmm. it, there's a bigger thing at play here I guess is my point to what we're just discussing like they want these specific things but they have these needs that come from much deeper places and and societal issues that I mean that's what it that, that's what I got from the first three uh or four episodes you know
2: yeah, no, 100%. I mean, and I'm so glad that you use that word agency because that is what this is about. This is not mm-hmm. always about sex. Sometimes it is. Women yeah. like sex just as much as men, newsflash. But it yeah. is about agency over our own bodies, about our time um, and how we spend it. And mm-hmm. I think that scares men even more than the sexual aspect. It's like, oh my gosh, if we give women freedom... Right. to make these kinds of choices. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, one thing, I don't, this podcast, She Wants More, it's not about advocating for affairs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, I'm not telling people to go in and listen and then go out and shag somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, what I am saying is, Listen with an open mind, and then let's question these institutions. Why Mm -hmm. does marriage, the way that exists and monogamy, exist? And these are institutions that were mostly created by men to keep women in little boxes, to take away our agency. And marriage is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I love my husband. I love being Mm -hmm. married. I think it's a good, good thing. But the way that it's been constructed, it really is just to take away our agency. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And these women are... reclaiming
1: it. Yeah. They're
2: yeah. they're and reclaiming that and that's a great thing. Yes. yes. And you
1: telling the stories. I mean that's what we love about it and you had a post um, that I read on a prior episode we have um, about when you announced the podcast you said no matter your opinion on infidelity it's important for us to listen to all women's stories without judgment and bias because that's the only way we can truly see the full experience of being a woman in the world and then you had someone on you know on like I think it was the third episode talking about the importance of increasing the discourse which is exactly what we are trying to do here mm-hmm. as well it's just more stories please and that's also why i love that the framework for your episodes is the women themselves telling their stories and they're all different like it's about infidelity but each yeah. one of them there's no one story um, yeah and that's what is so amazing about it so what you said you know people go in with judgments and you had your own so what were some of the judgments you had going in and what's sort of the biggest surprises that you've taken away from hearing these stories
2: the things that people say to me when they find out that I'm doing this podcast is something that I thought going into it too you know if you're gonna cheat why not just get divorced right like Mm -hmm. and that's so dumb now I know that after doing all this reporting because it starts with the assumption that sex is the only thing that matters within a marriage Mm -hmm whereas a marriage is so much more than that as anyone who's been married knows it's a partnership it's a business partnership in a lot of ways and i know that's not very romantic but it is <laughs> you know where you're running a life together you're running a home together you're raising children together a marriage can be a great friendship you know it's companionship it's taking care of each other so if a woman wants something outside of that if she wants sex why should she blow up that whole partnership Mm -hmm. just to get that one thing like that doesn't make any sense when you start to think Mm -hmm. about it like that Mm -hmm. uh one of the lines from one of the women that I interviewed in she wants more she's like if my husband didn't like to play tennis I would get another tennis partner Mm -hmm. and I want someone else to spank me and he doesn't want to spank me so why can't I get someone to do that Mm -hmm. and I was like yeah. Yeah. Why can't yeah. you get someone to yeah. do that? She, loved, she loves her husband. She loves their life, their big life together. And so why should that one little thing be so taboo to her?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved yeah. that yeah. tennis reference.
2: <laughs> I know. Yes. I know. Yeah. yeah. And, like, again, for some people, monogamy is very monotonous. Mm. Like, it's just – it mm-hmm. doesn't work for them. They – stop feeling seen too it's also it's not about just sex it's about someone yeah. thinking you're interesting again my husband has heard yeah. all of my stories <laughs> and all of my jokes and i just want someone to think that they're really great again <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah mm-hmm. it's that idea that we try to put everything on our partner in the in modern <sighs> relationships that they need to just be your best friend, your soulmate, your lover, passionate, Ugh. but also a great co-parent and yeah. and equal domestic duties and it's just everything. And it's, it's too it's, much. It is. It's too much for anyone.
2: Yeah, any institution would collapse under that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Let alone two, the two humans the under two the institution. Flawed right? Human beings humans. underneath the
2: institution. Exactly. exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I want to make this even bigger than She Wants More or yeah. or more along the title of She Wants More is it's not just about marriage and affairs and sex. And I mean, Kate and I talk about this all the time. I'm in a phase of my life where I want more. And it's mm. for me, it's my career and also not just succeeding in my career, but having more aspects of what my career is, writing and and TV, and I'm looking into all these other avenues for my creativity, but also I want to stay engaged in my marriage and with my kids and whatever having it all kind of looks like in that way. But there's ambition that's not going to go away, and I won't quell it. I'm going to go look for it. And that is, but the, the common thing, and this is something you have as well, in addition to all these women on your podcast, is there's no blueprint. There's no no blueprint for what I want because Mm -hmm. who else would know what I want, right? (laughs) And that so many of these women are struggling with that too. What? So I want someone to spank me, you know, like, so can I have this, but there's no blueprint. There's no one that says, Oh yes, take this left and a two rights and you'll be there in this little category. I feel like that way about your career too. Mm -hmm. Same as when I was talking about your bio, you're writing, you're writing with partners, you're doing the podcast and There's no blueprint for that. And people are uncomfortable and don't know how to pursue that. And I so encourage just doing it and seeing what works, what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You drop it, you move on. How did you have that, I don't know, um... Instinct to make your own blueprint, to follow your own career that went against what so many people were telling you. Like, you have to write this kind of book or do this one thing. And you were like, that's not going to work for me. I want more.
2: I I did want more, but it's also, I think, I didn't really have a choice in Mm. the matter. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like we are living in a constant hustle. And I started out as a newspaper reporter. And assumed that I would be a newspaper journalist for my entire life because that was 2002 and newspapers were still doing okay. The internet was a thing, but like, was it really a thing? And... I was like, all right, you know, this is going to be my 30 year career. I'll start out being a cub reporter and then I'll be a real reporter and mm-hmm. an editor and a columnist. And maybe I'll work for magazines and be an editor at large. And maybe I'll write a one book every five years. And because people had that career.
0: Yes, then. you have that mm-hmm. blueprint. Yes. Yeah.
2: That was a blueprint that people had. And I wanted that. And it was a good, it was a successful blueprint too. Yeah. And then the internet blew all of media up, social media blew everything up. Mm. And suddenly, I was a digital journalist. And that was great, too, for about three freaking years. And now I feel like it's a constant hustle to be doing a 1000 different things to constantly be shifting gears to branding yourself. And so I created this blueprint out of need. Because I was like, Mm. if I'm not doing 10 different things, then I'm One, I won't be happy. Like, I love what I do, but I also won't have a career that supports my family. Mm -hmm. And so I I feel like I am constantly working on so many different things to try to stay relevant, which can be, it's fulfilling, but also exhausting and scary. Mm. Uh, Podcasts are a great example. I started doing podcasts five years ago when all of a sudden everyone was throwing all of their money at podcasts, right? Uh, Yeah. And I've had such a good run of it and gotten to do so many cool projects, but now every podcast company is tightening their belts and they're like, I don't know if we should keep spending money on these anymore. And so then you're like, all right, what's the next thing? The second that Mm -hmm. I get comfortable, I have to pivot. And am I going to have to pivot forever? I don't Mm -hmm. know.
1: Um, I don't know. yeah. Yeah. The reinventing yourself. Yeah. But, the but
2: reinventing but, yourself. How many times can you do it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean it is exhausting, but but having the appetite, like like which is what I think yeah. Corinne is saying too. This this and the agency making this even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I that part I think is in you, right? It's in us. Totally. You can't mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. get that. But but yes, then there is also the necessity part because sometimes you just you've gotta pivot. So um yeah. you mentioned, you know, podcast. You also had one, um, you have one under the influence uh, about momstagrammers and the commodification of motherhood. And so I wanted to ask you about that because I love your social media. I love following it. It's really real, very refreshing, funny, candid, like just, I I don't know. I love it. But (laughs) I know, you know, that through your examination on under the influence that you you certainly have some thoughts about how people are portraying motherhood in particular on there. Um, So where do you come out on social media? You know, blessing, devil, necessity. Necessity.
2: It's a necessity is the thing. Again, because... Mm -hmm. Necessary
0: evil. A completely
2: necessary (laughs) evil because... And even more so now. And I will say, I... You know, I do a lot of press for my books and for my podcasts and mm-hmm. social media moves the needle more than um, a more than a really great article most yeah. of the time. I um, mean
0: Colleen Hoover's books were out for a long time. It, book talk. I book mean, talk. Yeah. 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 Moves Colleen the needle. Hoover. Yeah. yeah. The There's, person
2: she's that back I would again. like again. <laughs> she's, she's never leaving us, guys. No. no. Colleen Hoover is <laughs> never going to leave us. Uh It's true. And so yeah, I see it as a necessary evil. I try after... So I reported the Under the Influence podcast because I had just had my second baby, which was three and a half years ago. And all of a sudden, I was just getting served up mom shit all the time. It was like, Buy this flowy dress. Buy this organic nipple. You know what? Those organic nipples don't work. They fall apart. <laughs> um, and those dresses are disgusting. And most of them are made in like gross factories, um, yes. somewhere in in like by small children. And mm-hmm. yet, I was just constantly being served. I was constantly being sold this ideal, this beautiful ideal of motherhood. And I wanted to explore that, so I started talking to mom influencers and realized so many of them were doing this out of a need also to support their families, to create content in order to make money. And so, you know, it made me hate them a lot less. But Mm -hmm. three years later, and that podcast came out three years ago, three years later, I had another baby. She's, Mm -hmm. I can never remember because she's a third baby, but I think she's like three three months and change right now. And my Instagram is different. Now Mm. I'm not being sold. Now everyone's trying to teach me something. Oh. oh, It's like everyone has a course now oh, okay. because uh. products, we're, we're not making people enough money. So it's like buy my sleep training tips, buy my baby soothing tips. And like mm. every time I click on something and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like she has some interesting information. The next thing is like pay $50 for my package on how to calm your toddler down. And I'm like, I don't want uh. I, Who are you even an expert? Like, are right. you just yes. a mom that like right. did something once? It's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> But then I also know that everyone is is just trying to hustle. So I look at Instagram a lot differently. I try not to be on it unless I'm posting for work. So I mm-hmm. try not to scroll. I try to limit my scroll. And that has helped. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. being in that place. But even I'm bad at it. And sometimes I just catch myself lost in a vortex of it. Oh which, boy. Yeah. Which makes me really yeah. sad because I think it has replaced it's done a lot to replace the media that I love the most, which is magazines. Yeah. I love mm. magazines and now everything you would get from a magazine you're getting on social media. You're getting yeah. on your phone.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about a magazine, you open the cover and then you get eventually get to the end of the magazine and you stop and at least have to pause and think about do I want another magazine or what am I you know but the scrolling never ends and if you get to your end of your own feed they suggest other feeds for you I mean it's just it never ends
2: you have to go buy another magazine that's the thing like you have to be an you have to be an active participant in your life instead and I think that's in that way I think social media does take away your agency
0: Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's an interesting balance there. Yeah. Um, we ask all everyone who comes on this podcast. Uh, we have a little bit of a side interest in astrology.
2: Oh, and, I love it. Uh, have you oh, heard my Have yeah. you heard my friend Mangas' new podcast about astrology?
0: No. No. Oh Tell us. Wait, look at shut us. Shut You're your like, mouth. What?
2: Tell us. <laughs> um, my friend Mangash. Um, just left iHeartMedia to found his own podcast company, Kaleidoscope. He's a genius. And he was the first person who told me to make uh, podcasts. And so he has a podcast called Skyline Drive. Skyline Drive. Skyline Drive, which is all about just a deep dive into astrology. Like, why do we care about it? What is the history of it? And also, but he talks about how his Indian family has used astrology, how it has impacted him. He goes to India. He interviews all of all of these very, very real astrologers. Um, Skyline Drive. You guys have to listen to it. Oh, okay.
0: A, a 100%. 100% we will. Yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt. But here on the podcast, we have a, such a range of people. who. So we keep it to just your zodiac sign. And then okay. we let people... You don't go moon
2: sign. You don't go rising and all I that. Mean, we, we do will.
0: We do. Yeah, okay. if you know those. Yeah. So we know, by the way, you're... Virgo and a very yeah. quintessential yeah. Virgo the hardworking, right, right? the attention no. to detail workaholics yeah loyal good with money I, smart and yeah. also attracted to intelligence self-motivated I mean I just think any quality that you yeah. list for Virgo is gonna be Joe yes yeah. check <laughs> yeah
2: yeah. I'm. I'm on my phone right now because I'm asking my friend Glennis, who's also on Under the Influence with me, what yes. my moon sign is. Because okay, she good. she's the one who runs my chart for me. Oh, I love. Oh my oh, gosh, she I love it. Runs your chart. Tell so, me what that rate. means. What yes. Mean she runs your chart. Oh no, I mean she's just the one. Like I didn't she know did. anything about moon signs okay. or like your rising, rising sign. signs, and so mm-hmm. she's the one who constantly does that for me.
1: Okay, I got she it. I got it. Keeps you. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Keeps you straight.
2: But yeah, I know that I'm a Virgo. And growing up, I remember thinking, I'm like, I'm not that person. Like, I'm not, because you read the description of Virgo. It's like very anal retentive. And I'm like, yes. that's yes. not me. And now at 42 years old, I'm like, 100%. That's, yes. that, that was true. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. That
2: was yes. true. Yes.
1: But you know your moon obviously is not Virgo, or I should say it's not Virgo. I
2: think it's a a Libra or a Scorpio. But let's see if Glennis gets back. She might not in time, and then I'll have to tell you guys later. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. But ask
2: me what you were going to ask me before I brought up all this other stuff.
0: No, that's all. We just try to bring it up and see where it goes. Because, like I said, some people the the question dies on the line, and they're like they tell us their birthday, and we tell them their sign, and it's over. But you clearly have much more of a connection, and I cannot wait to check out that that podcast. But Kate, do you want to go on to the next yeah, I book? Do. Yeah, I
1: want to talk yeah. about your new book coming out in June. If you're here, yeah. we get a, we're going to ask you about it with Christine Pride. Yeah, you we're always second mine. one together. Give, yeah, yes, second one together coming out in June. What what can you tell us about it?
2: Yeah, you were always mine. It is my second book with Christine, who I started collaborating with her because she was my editor for my oh. novel Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win, mm-hmm. and. What we're trying to do is explore intimate themes about race in really readable novels. And we did that with our book, We Are Not Like Them, which was chosen as a Good Morning America book club pick. And Mm -hmm. our new one, You Were Always Mine which comes out in June. And we're very excited. We want everyone to pre-order it because we're going to do a ton of book clubs throughout the summer. So we want to get it in people's hands as soon as possible. And it is about a Black woman named Cinnamon who finds an abandoned white baby. She takes the baby in. She finds out that the mother uh, who abandoned the baby, who's a very young girl, wanted her to find this baby. And then it's about what is the situation like when, you know, so many of society's norms are kind of flipped on their head. Like we see so many movies and books about white families raising brown children and what happens when a black woman is raising a white child. Uh, Mm. And so, yeah, we, we love it. It's, it's really great. And like I said, it comes Mm -hmm. out uh, June 13th and it's called you were always mine.
1: That is, and there's getting some, Real plugs from some amazing people. I saw Jody Picoult, also Kate yeah. Bear, who mm-hmm. we've had on twice. We just love her so much.
2: We um, love Kate. We love Kate. I yes. mean, Kate's Kate's poems about motherhood have gotten me oh. through oh. motherhood twice yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah. I started twice. reading them when I had when I had had my my first daughter, and now I've been reading them again with my second.
0: Mm. Yeah, so good. They're amazing. And then amazing. you have another book coming out solo.
2: I do. I do. Sicilian. <laughs>
0: What, wait, what is this?
2: Sicil- the, Sic- the Sicilian inheritance.
0: Yes, inheritance.
2: Um, right. Yeah, and I've been writing that one for a while, for about five years now, and like starting and stopping. And it's based on my great great grandmother's murder in Sicily. She was murdered when my great great grandfather came over here. It's a huge family mystery. Oh, wow. Um, and wow. the book is fiction. I took yeah. that like yeah, one but... family thread and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. really went yeah. crazy with it. And I wanted to have fun too, I think, because I was drowning in motherhood. And so it is just about Sicily and travel and wine and food and murder and sex. All of those things. Wow. Wrapped, yes, wrapped yes, up, yes, yes. Wrapped up with a feminist bow.
1: Yeah, um, yes. a, Yeah. I'd like Yeah,
2: like a feminist murder mystery that's all about sex. Mm-hmm. And... It's great, but I'm also doing a companion podcast for it that oh. is unraveling the actual crime. So, oh my wow. god, Joe, yeah,
1: That's amazing. So, okay, you really are her vision yeah. board now. Now you you're really just are. it. Yeah. It's, <laughs>
2: true. So, it's true. So it's so good. Like I'm interviewing all of my family members who all have different stories about this murder. Oh, sure, because it, mm-hmm. you know, it speaks to like the stories that we keep and what we tell ourselves about our family history. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then we're going to Sicily for all of July to try to figure this out, to figure out what happened and um, with my family. So, I mean, there's also, there's a, it's, we're doing very real, very serious interviews. I'm trying to get these court documents and stuff, but it's also a little only murders in the building. Yeah, It's like, who, who is telling the truth? And who is this crazy woman who's dragging her three very small children to Sicily? to try to figure out if it was a mafia murder or not like really a 150 year old mafia murderer like yeah, what I is just this she's right. gonna knock on some doors hi hey. i'm just gonna knock on I'm, hey hey with did, the baby
0: on you, your hip yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah yeah does anyone know who killed my great-great-grandmother 150 years ago Oh uh this is but white lotus vibes
1: too like when those totally. did you notice white lotus oh when yeah the, when the three generations of men knock on the
2: door and all the women are like chasing them Get out, out like and throwing throw, artichokes um, at them yeah yeah yes. 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 this is gonna happen to that's you? gonna be me totally, totally. Um, like i i interviewed my uncle jimmy who's my dad's oldest brother and i was like can you tell me the story that you knew and he's like joanna because he smokes still smokes like <laughs> two packs of marbles a day Joanna, I can't believe you're bringing this up again in your book and in your podcast like I, I, if there's a vendetta that's opened I can't go to Sicily to fix this for you and I'm like sure you could Uncle Jimmy I'm like you could go like pop someone if you had to and, by the way my family was not in the mafia at all and he's like and he's like shit yeah I could that man was a judge in Iowa. Okay, like, he is not Tony Soprano.
0: Right, he's like, but it's never too late, maybe I can be.
2: I also interviewed this Sicilian witch, who also, who now lives in Massachusetts, but she's, like, descended from a long line of Sicilian witches, Lori, and Lori told me. Is it my mom?
0: Yeah, "Yeah, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And
2: and Lori told me that she thinks that I'm my great, that I may be my (gasps) great-great-grandmother who was murdered, reincarnated, and I was like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that's great. But, so I mean, like all of this shit comes up in the podcast. It's really great.
0: So when oh, are we looking so at for this stuff? Yeah. When is the book? Does you have Look do you have face. a season, a year? Yeah. What's going on? And so, and also the podcast.
2: The Sicilian inheritance. I am. It's coming out in January. Uh, I'm making it right now, and then. <laughs> <laughs> but the book comes out April fourteenth ish, I think okay. twenty four. Oh, so okay. I'm literally finishing it as we speak. Um, um, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's got to be in.
2: It's yeah. <laughs> well, I saw and I it was done when I sold it. I sold it okay. to Dutton. I have a wonderful editor, Maya Ziv, And Oh,
0: um, she just did the House in the Pines. We just talked to. Anna oh yeah, yes, yeah yeah we're, yeah we're, yeah we're, yeah yeah.
2: Maya's a delight. She is really really great. And so yeah, I'm putting the finishing touches on it as we speak and I'll, I'll get you guys copies soon if you want to oh, read yes. it and shout yes. it from the rooftops because it is so fun yes it's just so
0: fun. it sounds like it we want to well,
2: we yeah. shout it yes
0: <laughs> and everything you know it's so funny it's like you're doing all these things but everything is so distinctly you and that is what I love like that is I know you've been told you won't build a, or an audience or whatever but I don't know I don't think that's true when you're when you are so specific I think that's when you can
2: yeah, I mean that's am working on that's, that that's, that's I'm working on that too. I mean that's yeah. what I'm trying to figure out, right? Like we do li- I'm such an old media junkie, right? because mm. like, I, I came up before this. And I think I re- like, I think that there's something to be said for like coming up when newspapers were still newspapers. So I'm such an old media junkie in that I'm like, "Oh, you work for a company." And now I'm trying to shift into the mindset of I work for myself.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's where I'm fi- guys, I'm finally starting a Substack. Oh Isn't yay, that crazy. That, oh yes. my god. I like I I didn't do it for so long cuz I'm like, no, I work for media companies. They're the ones that pay me. And now I'm like, no, I mean, I think that you, you should just build your own audience, but it's yes. scary. Cuz I'm like, what yeah. if no one wants to follow me? I don't know what's going to happen.
0: That is not going to gonna happen. You. Well, tell yes, mm-hmm. T- and tell people, our listeners, where they can follow you. Like where best to get you Instagram. Right now, it's us.
2: Instagram because I have not launched the mm-hmm. Substack yet. I just yeah. I went onto Substack and I signed up, but I like did not name it or do anything with it yet. Okay. Um, step one. So step one. Yes. Um, it was a baby mm-hmm. step. Uh, but they can follow mm-hmm. me on Instagram again. A necessary evil. At Joe Piazza author
0: yeah okay. for very funny very thought-provoking those are not too easy things to marry together and oh, you do it you. and you do it in everything you do so thanks so I, much for joining us
2: thank you for yes. having me this was so much fun
1: was,
2: so pre-order yeah. her
1: books and go pre it once more yes. Yes. yes
2: yes all the things yes. i feel like you have to you have to like have the action items yes. now right it's, so it's yes. like, true order the book yeah it's really yeah.
0: good yes love it love it good thank
2: you thank Thank you. you
1: this has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate if you enjoyed this show please
0: tell the complicated women in your life and the men who love them yes tell them to listen and then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and of course share on social media
1: tag us with your favorite books tv shows and movies starring complicated women on facebook and instagram at pop fiction women or on twitter at pop underscore women
0: for more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman go to popfictionwomen.com and keep it
1: complicated